0: Hey there, guys. I wanted to tell you about something new. I've launched a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Andrew Brand. People have asked about getting more content, more insight, more information from me, and now that's available through various tiers. If you're able to join on patreon.com, you can get shoutouts from me. You can get the Business of Sports podcast transcripts. You can get Ask Andrew Questions, weekly newsletters, all kinds of ways to interact with me, including a monthly conversation about whatever you want to talk about jobs in the sports industry, breaking into sports. It's all available now on patreon.com. Andrew Brandt. If you're able, please join, select your tier and be able to have further content and interaction with me. Patreon.com slash Andrew Brandt. I hope you join. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt, and the music underscoring me is from my son, Sam Brandt. got a special edition of the Business of Sports podcast this week. PJ Washington, a player for the Charlotte Hornets, has become investable, if you will, a company called SportBLX. It's kind of, you remember Fantex back in the day, You could buy shares of players, and now you can do that with P.J. Washington. I saw it in the news. I thought it was a really unique thing, unique offering, and it meshes business and sports perfectly right in our wheelhouse here on the podcast. So without further ado, we have the co-founder of SportBLX and the investable player of SportBLX, his name from the Charlotte Hornets, P.J. Washington. So guys, welcome to the Business of Sports Podcast. Good to have you.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Uh start with you, Joe, because I want to hear sort of the offering itself and how this came to be and my background, just letting you know, I, I do remember Fantex. I do remember it share investments allowed into athletes, uh, mostly football players, I believe at that time. Is that the background here? Or did you see something else? How different is that from that? Tell us about Sport Blocks, if you will.
1: Sure, so we, we've been at this for a little bit over a year and a half now. Uh, the company was actually started and incubated within a hedge fund, where I was a, a portfolio manager and came up with the idea for this. And I think as we were studying um, digital asset market, digital marketplaces for assets, felt like sports was the next frontier. And I think similar to Fantex, to, to but I think we've improved a, upon the structure quite a bit to both the athlete and the investor, uh, we really want to create a marketplace for both retail investors and institutional investors to be able to invest in in assets based on sports. And we're we're super excited that PJ is our first athlete in basketball.
0: So PJ, how did you first get involved with Sport Blocks? And prior to signing with them, had you ever heard of buying stock in an athlete, so to speak?
2: no I, I never heard of anything like that. But I mean, we started talking about this before the draft, so this is something we. Um, we've been going hard at for about a year now. So, um, I'm really excited and I feel like they're really excited as well. And I can't wait to start, uh, investing. When you
0: were saying before the draft, so you were, you had declared for the draft
2: and what happened? And, um, I think they came to my dad and, uh, pretty much my dad told me about it. And I was like, well, why not? I think it's it's definitely a smart idea for me to do at this age. Um, and it's something I really want to do. So um, since then, it's just been, we've been trying to come to an agreement and we finally came to one and I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm pretty excited to be on a sports block team and just um, go into the future with them.
0: And then I'll turn the tables to Joe. Why PJ? Did you take cool. other athletes in that draft class, other athletes beyond? Yeah,
1: it? We have a number of ongoing conversations with um, young athletes. And I think, what was very interesting to us about PJ was that he kind of checked all the boxes of, of what we thought was gonna be a great athlete in the NBA. He came from a very good program in Kentucky. He was a highly regarded draft pick and and he had a great rookie season. Shot the ball extremely well, played good defense. And it appears to us that, that, um, that he's going to be a, a, a player in the league for a long time and, and hopefully a max player in this next contract. I think unique to PJ, his father, um, as his advisor, was very good about understanding what we were doing in, as, as far as our goals with the transaction. So ultimately, um, to the athlete, what we're presenting is an opportunity for for the athlete to raise capital at a young age and then take that capital and invest it off the court with wealth managers to create wealth for himself over a long period of time. And and I think you know PJ has got a great head on his shoulders. We, we were never worried that he would want to take the money and you know, go buy three Bentleys with it and, and take a trip to Vegas. I think he's very interested in investing off the court and building his financial future. So it really aligned with what we were trying to do as a company.
0: So if you could tell us a little bit of the nitty gritty of, of how fans or other people would invest, what the deal is, sort of the deal points, shares, how much, what do you get back? Uh, you know, whatever is proprietary, obviously we understand, but whatever you can share about quote-unquote, the deal you made and the deal that people can get in
1: on? Sure. So each deal is specific um, and will be different. But in the case of PJ's transaction, what we did was we created a new corporation, which he's the shareholder of, called the PJ Washington Corporation. Um, We will then sell shares in that corporation, denominated at $100 each, For more information, you can go to sportblx.com to open up an account and and go forth and and purchase. Over the course of the next nine years, PJ will make contributions to that corporation. Those contributions are essentially capital that he makes from playing basketball or from um, for whatever activities he does to create revenue for himself. And those contributions are fixed. So what we determined with PJ in advance was a model of contributions that he would have to make over the next nine years. Specific to PJ's deal, it's not variable. So if he becomes a supermax player in year four, contributions don't go up and down. In turn, investors get two things. They get a fixed rate of return. So a minimum preferred dividend of 5%, so 5% over nine years, which we think is a a really attractive base level of return in a a marketplace where there's no yield. And secondarily, they get equity upside um, from the corporation's operations. So in this case, the corporation, the CEO is is Paul Washington, PJ's father. The corporation, in addition to looking after the deal, uh, may have a wealth management role in in PJ's capital that's raised. It may also uh, execute marketing transactions on behalf of PJ. It may also do recruiting transactions on behalf of SportBlocks. All those revenues will accrue uh, to the corporation and then pay out to those additional preferred shareholders as upside. So the way shareholders should look at it is for pj's deal it's a a a minimum fixed return with some upside in future deals like we'll have in baseball and other sports they will be more variable to the players' actual earnings on the field but for for pj's case we decided to make it a fixed contribution type deal is
0: there excuse me is there a minimum investment in so we uh, Thanks, Andrew. so we wanted to be
1: very accessible. So what we envision is 10 year olds that are, are fans of the Charlotte Hornets get their parents to to open up a Sportblocks account and really start engaging with, with basketball in a different way. So it's $100 a share is the minimum.
0: And when you say 5%, so on that $100, you're guaranteed to make $5 a year.
1: That's live. correct. And, and at the end of the nine years, you'll get your $100 back.
0: Okay and then again tell me the connection with okay and then he signs a nike deal worth 10 million dollars then he signs a bigger contract worth 10 million dollars a year where does the investment go to, to that point is there so, based on the future
1: earnings so if he signs a larger deal that does not directly affect his contributions, his contributions don't change, and the investor return does not change. Okay. If marketing deals are originated by the P.J. Washington Corporation, those revenues from putting those deals together will accrue to the shareholders. And that's specific to this deal. Going forward in baseball and some other sports, and potentially basketball in the future, will make them variable to uh, the player's actual earnings. But in the case of PJ, we, we we attempted to keep it very simple for shareholders so that they understand that base level of
0: return they're getting. Okay, and you can do that through sportblx.com. That's correct. Okay, and are, you said you're targeting other athletes. Are there are there other announcements forthcoming? Is this something where you want to just see how it goes with PJ before jumping in with others?
1: There, there are. So we, we have a pipeline of basketball players and baseball players. So we're really looking, approaching this as an investment bank would approach an IPO calendar. You know, what we want to do is is execute PJ's deal and then follow um, with comparable marquee athletes like PJ, and, and really start to push out and, and just grow this marketplace over time. Eventually, what we'd like to see is that this is a rite of passage for every young NBA player and a rite of passage for every young baseball player coming into the league that's in his years before his arbitration years. We do think it's a great financial solution for them
0: pj how does it feel to have fans be able to quote unquote invest in you is it any extra pressure or motivation it's it is a unique it's different than your peers
2: i think it's it's, it's fun i mean getting to be able to invest and interact with my fans is something every NBA player wants to do. So, I mean, at a young age, being able to pretty well off the court and then also interact with my fans is going to be, is going to be fun. Other players asking you about it? Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to other players. Um, I think they're very interested in it, and just like I was. So I wouldn't be um, surprised if other athletes want to do the same. And you have an interesting story. Um, you know, if I have
0: this right, you declared for the NBA draft after your freshman year went back to Kentucky. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and it was right around that time, I believe, the NBA introduced G League Professional Path Program for graduating seniors. If you were a senior in high school with that option, would you have considered that?
2: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've always wanted to go to college. Um, I feel like my college years were some of the best years of my life. Um, a lot, I had a lot of fun in Kentucky and I feel like without those um, memories and um, just being able to be with the teams I was with, um, I don't think i would be where I am today. So I feel like uh, I, my best route was going to college.
0: Yeah. And then this unique thing, you said it came to your dad. Is your dad, was your dad or is your dad acting
2: as your quote unquote agent? Or was there, was he a different role? No, I mean, he he wasn't my agent. I had an agent, but um, they, they didn't come to my agency. They came to my dad about it, and my dad's real. Me and my dad are real close, so we talk about pretty much everything almost every day. So, um, yeah, he's just been over pretty much everything for me. We'll get
0: back with more from Joe and PJ in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Sure was nice seeing the teams back on the gridiron over the weekend, and lucky for us, it was just week one. There's no better place to get in on all the action than DraftKings Sportsbook. They are America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. It's giving away new users' chance to turn $1 into $100. All you have to do is bet on any team, and that will happen. DraftKings, as you know, safe, reliable, and secure. It makes it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS, all caps. When you sign up, you can't get, get this can't miss offer. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code ROSS during sign-up for a limited time only, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Joe, when you looked at this opportunity, you said you come from, you come from the investment banking world hedge fund. That's correct. Had you seen, I mentioned Fantex earlier. Had you seen other examples of, for lack of a better phrase, investing in athletes?
1: So I, I think there are some competitors in Europe that are trying to make this work in soccer. Right. Um, I think uh, we, we haven't seen much competition in the marketplace. Uh, today in our conversations with athletes. I know there's a number of institutional type investors that want to invest directly in an athlete, either through, I'm going to call it a payday loan or or even like an an, an ISA contract, a, an income sharing um, contract. But I think what we're doing is unique in that it's, it's truly a fan-based product where a fan is able to interact with an athlete and we're merely the broker-dealer. Um, but I do think that the securities are, are really attractive that there's going to be a lot of institutional buying as well. So in the case of, of PJ's preferred stock offering, it's a 5% coupon with downside protection and potential for upside. And, and I think if you look at the marketplace today, whether it's high-yield bonds or asset-backed securities, you can't get those yields in a world where there is no yield. So I, I do think that there's, there's a tremendous distribution opportunity for us.
0: It's interesting because I'm listening to you and you talk about the 10-year-old kind of buying stock into PJ. It's like when I, I was 10 years at the Green Bay Packers and those people bought those $200 shares, which have no dividend value at all, but it was their most prized possession because they felt like they owned the Packers, even though they couldn't trade it, they couldn't invest it. It's It seems to be, you're looking, obviously this is a different financial model, but you're looking at that kind of buy-in as well.
1: Yeah, we want to capitalize on the notion of fan engagement and really improve the model and I think what the capital raise that you did at the Green Bay Packers is a great example of that level of fan engagement eventually where we would like to go in the futures is um, When we've really captured the athlete market is really to start engage with team owners and list five to ten percent of their teams to all their fans So if you can imagine the Green Bay Packers today Selling five percent of their club you could probably get a six seven billion dollar valuation today not only would you sell it in wisconsin but you probably would sell it new york la china etc and then all that data that's generated from shareholders along with that interaction can be used by the team to really expound on media rights and do other things to create revenue for themselves
0: did i read that jay-z's involved with sport blx
1: so that um that's not true um what is true however is that an investor that, um, the found, uh, the co-founder, George Hall and I are, 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 involved with, um, has a relationship with Jay-Z on another project. It's a venture capital, uh, company called Arrive. Um, so, uh, Arrive is not yet an investor in Sportblocks, but we have a, we have a good relationship with them. And coming full circle, Rock Nation Sports is actually PJ's current agent. So, okay. You know, I think there's a lot of <laughs> continuity in what we're doing.
0: Yeah, okay, that brings it together. I know them well, PJ. And uh, the guy I knew most well actually switched sides like I did. I was an agent, went to the Green Bay Packers, he was an agent, and went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd gone before you got there. And Joe Branch, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I know who Joe is, yeah, yeah.
0: So he switched sides like me, yes, uh, went to the dark side, they say. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you you know some topical questions that fans want to know. You were not in the bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, it was probably frustrating for you to not be there, but comment on that and what you've heard from your colleagues, fr- friends on other teams on the bubble and the, what you think the NBA has done
2: with that and how good a job they're doing. I think they're doing a great job in just having a bubble and creating an atmosphere where um fans and athletes can obviously watch games and um play as well so i think it's great um i obviously wish we were there um miss playing basketball but it's been hard for me watching cuz i can't really watch and not getting not <laughs> being able to play it's, it's just been it's been tough but i mean talking to some of the guys down there i feel like um it's great i mean we don't know obviously what's going to happen with this with this pandemic going forward so All right i think it's, i think it's been great um
0: I do too, as a fan, and I'm, I'm so impressed that they pulled it off. Not only pulled it off, but we're down to basically zero infections. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me. Now, you know, I always talk about the pandemic and what, what do we learn? Well, we learned that bubbles work. That's what we learned, <laughs> you know, whether it's NHL, MLS, WNBA, and, of course, yeah. NBA. It's been great. And then I just want your reaction and, and maybe some stuff you've been doing, uh, PJ, about you know, when that happened with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks deciding not to play after the yeah. shooting in Wisconsin, you know, already we had Black Lives Matter on the court. We had a lot of um, NBA players, really leadership issues on social justice. But then this magnified it. When you heard what was going on and you heard about the big meeting that night and whether LeBron was talking about leaving and all that, what was your reaction and what was the Hornets get involved at all from afar?
2: Yeah, I think um, the biggest reaction was everybody was just shocked and how do we move forward from this. So I think the NBA did a great job of um, everything, honestly. Um, and then the Hornets, we are, are, it's called Swarm the Poll. So we're an early voting site. And pretty much the best thing we can do right now is just go out and vote. So um, we're trying to get as much people to register and be uh, able to vote. So I think that's the biggest thing for the Hornets, and I appreciate them for doing that and uh, – Biggest thing going forward for us as a country.
0: It seemed like what came out of there was using some of these places like Toyota Center in Houston and Miami Arena, forest voting centers. Are you saying that's being done in Mm -hmm. well on November? That's awesome. I mean, there's real change coming from you guys. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I guess, Joe, last question is sort of where, you know, as much as you can. Can you take us inside a pitch to PJ and his father, to the next athletes? You know, uh, PJ sounds like, you know, kind of a guy that was open to this, as his father was, and interested, and and on the cutting edge, if you will. Uh, It sounds like you're talking to other athletes. So, you know, if you can, take us inside the pitch a little bit.
1: Sure. You know, the the, the two cruxes of the pitch are – that it's a, it's a transformative financial transaction for the athlete at a young age that provides risk management to them and also an opportunity to invest at a young age. So when you talk about risk management, nobody wants to talk about a career not ending up where it's expected to be. Right. But what we really try to impress upon the athlete, his parents, and his wealth manager is this is likely the last financial transaction they'll ever have to do. No matter what happens in the athlete's career after this deal, They'll be taken care of. They'll have money to fall back on, and their lives will be fine. And then you move into the notion of investing at a young age, and we talk about uh, specific to, to basketball. You know, you talk about a great example in Magic Johnson, who's made a tremendous amount of wealth in his career investing off the court. Then you look at younger generations, whether it was um, Shaquille O'Neal and even younger. You know, every it seems like every star athlete today, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, they have their own venture capital fund. So pretending that those athletes um, wanted to invest at a young age at 20, they didn't really have the money to do that. Right. If given the opportunity to do that at the age of 20, 22 in PJ's case, you're talking about another decade of wealth appreciation over time. So PJ's got a lot of aspirations. He's talked to me about not only investing in real estate, but eventually he wants to buy a car dealership, which I think is great. It's a good, it's a good asset for him to own in the future. So we want to empower those dreams off the court, and we want him to be able to build a diversified portfolio with professional investors that really create generational wealth for himself. If you made it through the pitch that far, then you start talking about elements of fan engagement, and, and usually, you know, if you if if you've talked to the athlete about that, they want to know how quickly they can close. So, right. like I said, you know, we want we want to walk before we can run. We want to execute with good players. By next year, I want 50% of the, of the draft class in the NBA and any up-and-coming baseball player that's making you know four or $500,000 a year in his pre-arb years instead of making $20
0: million a year. Having been an agent, Joe, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm guessing, unlike PJ's dad and unlike Rock Nation maybe, there may be resistance from the agent side. Not so, the, so much that they don't believe in you, but they're very territorial, as you probably learned.
1: So what we found is that the agents uh, are good gatekeepers when they understand what you're doing and why it's good for the athlete I have my own thoughts about why our deals are good for 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 locking down a player with an agency for a long time, but it's neither here nor there Um, I think what the agent will allow you to do is get the introduction to the athletes parents and the athletes wealth manager And then it's up to us at that point to convince them. That's a good transaction. You know, I think agents they don't really want to meddle with the athlete's money, for lack of a better term. I think that's a good policy for them. But I do think that they're good gatekeepers for us.
0: Yeah, and I really I, – it resonated hearing about the Kevin Durant's and and, and Andre de Guadalla and Steph Curry and what they're doing. And I heard someone say that in the past, athletes all wanted to be rappers and entertainers. Now they all want to be venture capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Because PJ is at, a, at what a decade younger than those guys. So it's it's That's a different. That's correct. It's yeah, a different and I, and, and I, think,
1: I think they can also use their celebrityhood and their influence to create value for the corporations they invested. So, you know, obviously it's directly related. A PJ car dealership in Lexington or Charlotte would do extremely well. But if he was a real estate investor, he could create value for himself as well.
0: Right. And speaking of that, I lied, PJ, last question. Um, you mentioned Kentucky. You know, I've been covering through this podcast in other ways, the changes in the NCA allowing, uh, eventually allowing athletes to profit off their name and image
2: and likeness. You must feel like it's due time for that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be, I think it's great. I mean, just all the money that's being made off these college athletes is like, why not? I mean, um, the NCA is making so much money off of all of us um, and it's, it sucks because I mean we, we we're not seeing any of it, but um obviously that's not why we go to college we go to college to learn, go to class, and play basketball so it would i feel like it would definitely help i mean it's something that we would um be happy to do, happy to be um a part of and I mean I've definitely seen it happen I'm excited to see it happening in the future,
0: yeah, I mean, I think the worry of everyone in the NCAA is that it'll be abused and school will you know, promise a guy $100,000 for doing a car dealership yeah. promotion when it's not real. But yeah, hopefully that can be managed.
2: No, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just management. it. If it's not managed, then it'll go back. But if it is managed, then everything should be smooth.
0: Yeah.
2: And you mentioned this COVID thing. Obviously, we don't know how long it's going to
0: last. Have you heard anything from your team about what's the plan for 2020-21 season?
2: Um no honestly we don't we don't have a plan yet um but um in the next week we're having our own uh bubble so the A teams that didn't make the original bubble is having their own bubble in their respective cities and we are pretty much just going through like a training camp and oh. uh, against our teammates so we're all excited about that and uh, just getting excited to uh, play again for that's awesome I didn't know that that's yeah. great you doing that. And a prediction
0: for NBA finals championship?
2: Man I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. I think probably um, everybody. Would, everybody's going to say the Lakers. So um, I would go with the Clippers if they win a night. But if they don't win a night, I'm taking the Celtics. Wow, Celtics. There you go.
0: All right, P.J. Washington, Joe DiPierre, really interesting conversation about BLX. I think it's fascinating what you're doing and a very impressive young man, P.J. really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for both of you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me. What a great conversation on this new investment opportunity in a player. My sense is there will be more and a lot more NBA, MLB, football, basketball, baseball. You'll see it a lot. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports Podcast. Thanks to my producer extraordinaire, Brian Neal, my musical producer, Sam Brandt, and those of you who would follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. Always appreciate Apple Podcast rankings and comments. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.